Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're Flying with Firefly on the Sunnydale Sticks. Sunnydale Stacks, Flying with Firefly, where every other week we immerse ourselves in a lawless verse populated by refugees from Earth that was, and navigate two episodes of Firefly. This week, we're exploring the message in Heart of Gold. A brief announcement before we get started this week. Uh, I'll be traveling for the next couple of weeks and unable to record with Mike, so we're going to take a teensy hiatus, but we've got some bonus episodes lined up so you don't miss us too bad. Uh, Be sure to check those out. We will return on Halloween. (laughs) Also, a brief note about uh, how we're wrapping up as we get close to the end of Firefly. After this episode um, and after our bonus episodes, when we return on Halloween, we will have Objects in Space, the series finale of Firefly, Plus our series wrap up where we talk about our feelings about the entire last season. And then two weeks after that, we will talk about Serenity, the movie. Not Serenity, the pilot again, or the new movie that's called Serenity that's coming out. Just to be super clear. Yes. So let's take off with the Sunnydale stacks and voyage into the message. Sideshow acts uh, exist in the future when they're all but gone now. I think it, it makes sense for like the Wild West ac- aspect because I'm assuming Wi-Fi is real shitty. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta entertain yourself somehow. Yeah, you gotta entertain yourself somehow. Uh, I do. I love, and I'm not sure if this is intentional, but I love how the the kind of carnival barker really doesn't sound that jazzed about what he's saying. He's and it's just bored. Yeah. It's the, it, it's the DMV of the future. And I just love that as, you know, having jobs uh, where at various points I've had to, like, give the same speech multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, as a tour guide or whatnot, and say the same thing multiple times, how it's really easy to just be like, and now I'm going to say the same thing in the same way. I love the way he says, harrow, yes, your very soul. Like, that's <laughs> it's the exact opposite of harrowing the way he says that. Uh, so I, I like that little detail. If it was intentional, maybe he's just a terrible actor. <laughs> I like to think the first thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of terrible actors, I had an audition once uh, right after I graduated college where in the callback, um, the director gave me the note that like, okay, now try it as if you're like a DMV or a postal employee <laughs> who's like been there for eight hours and you're so super bored and you just don't want to do it anymore um and like oh this customer is annoying and just leave so i can go on my break so like we went through the scene again and he's like no like a postal employee or a dmv employee who's really bored after eight hours you know like customers are annoying i'm like yeah i I thought that's what I did. Okay. And he's like, yeah, so try it again. So we did it again. He's like, no, you know how like DMV employees are always bored. This isn't working. (laughs) To this day, I think about that constantly. Like, what was I doing? That was so far off. You were too engaged. Like, (laughs) like, if it was, I want a certain kind of that, then you need to specify like, oh, I need you to be completely monotone. Like Ben Stein. Give that note. Sure. I, I mean, I, it's just one of those things like I wish I was a fly in the wall. Like, what was I doing? <laughs> what is happening? Isn't that what I was doing? Then you see the next person who gives the same note and they're like, well, I don't know what to do today. It's like, perfect. Wait, what, 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 what experience have these two people had? <laughs> what do you mean they go into? So in this sideshow act, they claim that they have proof of alien life. Mm-hmm. Which turns out to be an upside-down cow fetus mm-hmm. in a jar. Uh, interesting side note. They actually don't show it that much because the prop department accidentally made it right side up. Oh, that's interesting yeah. because I was like, I definitely did what Kaylee did and like tried to turn upside down. I was like, I mean, I see hooves, but yeah. that's kind of all I can see. Yeah. That's interesting. Get out your notebooks and pencils. It's time to learn with Simon's Study Guide. 
fetus in a jar was a mainstay of sideshow acts throughout the 18th and 19th centuries. What is the traditional carny nickname for a preserved fetus in a jar? I'm going to go with delicious. Oh, <laughs> you're not far off. Uh, it is called a pickled punk. Mm-hmm. Take that punk Like fan. Johnny Rotten, am I right? <laughs> so this is an adorable date between Kaylee and Simon. I mean, not the activity, but they're yeah. adorable yeah. for a, a short time. Uh, she, she's got this pretty dress on and he's doing really well with the compliments for a while. For now, for now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's doing great. Look, oh, this is so sweet. Tell me more good stuff about me. Aww. Aww. Until he points out, well, every other girl on the ship is either married, (sighs) a prostitute or my sisters. So basically I've just settled for you because you're the only girl in the world. Oh, you dumb motherfucker. He's so, Uh but at the same time, like I sympathize so hard this is me trying to make a joke where i'm like mm. it was a joke i just come off looking like an asshole but i yeah. swear to god it was supposed to be funny i found it funny i no i i get that but also you know it's also insulting on a second front of like uh why, why are you shaving anara why why is she in in a completely uh, not an option because she she happens to be a companion. Do we know? We haven't really specified. I know the, somebody asked a question like, "What is the guild rules on dating?" And she says it's complicated. We don't really know if she's off the market or not. I I think it's a poor assumption to make. They should have made that more clear. Uh, I think Kayla might also take that as an insult to her friend Anara. Yeah, sure. Uh, so she brightly stomps off. Meanwhile, Mel is unable to sell the Lasseter. Mm-hmm. It's just too hot. It's too hot. And also, we get an interesting glimpse into culture in the future that uh, Mel doesn't know what the Mona Lisa is. We are not 100% sure what happened to Earth. That well. I mean, we know it got used up. Yeah. But, like, does it still exist? Did, I don't know, global warming mean that, like, the Louvre burned down and everything caught fire because everything. So I don't know. But I mean, the vast majority of people haven't seen the Mona Lisa and know what the Mona Lisa is. Yeah. So it's interesting that some people still know what the Mona Lisa is and use it as a point of reference, but Mel doesn't. He doesn't have that fancy book learning. Wait, isn't, isn't he talking to Zoe? Is she? I, I really feel like she did much better in school than he well, did. Uh, probably. I mean, <laughs> if, if, for no other reason that she could actually focus for five minutes. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so they pick up their mail. Their mail. Not their mail. They pick up their mail. <laughs> so he just bl- scoops them up. And they go running. It's a real fun little scene they have. And Jane gets the hat. Aww. It's the Jane hat. It's almost anticlimactic because I've just been having fun noticing his other hats so far. True. But it, it it is a lovely hat. I did not realize it came this late in the series. To me, yeah. it's like always such a staple that I kept looking for it. Like, yeah. I mean, this shows up early, right? Mm, I mean, early in what should have been Firefly's sure. lifetime. Yes. Take that, Fox. Yeah. Uh, we do have a Jane hat Christmas ornament. Aw. And I may have Googled Jane Hat multiple times. It's tricky now that, like, at Adam Baldwin symbolizes some yeah. weird shit. Um, so now I was like, I don't know if I want to be associated, but it's a cool fucking hat. Yeah. It's rather cunning, don't you think? <laughs> and Mal and Zoe get a giant crate. Ooh. What could be in here? Is it a new couch? Uh, they open it up, and there is a dead body inside. Mel just keeps finding dead bodies in every other box he opens. When did he do it again? In the in the pilot. He assumes it's a dead body. I was going to say, that's not a dead body. He assumes it's he a dead body. He also finds saffron in a crate in the last He finds episode. bodies in boxes. He fi- there you go. Bodies in boxes. The new side podcast. It's, it sounds like a bad spinoff of a Twin Peaks podcast. Like, uh, somebody had had a, already had girl wrapped in plastic, so I guess we're, I don't know, bodies in boxes. <laughs> it's the worst Christmas ever. This body is Tracy, and the universe may be infinite, but Hollywood is not. Let's see what else this actor has been in. This is Across the Verse. 
right. So this actor you may recognize, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Woodward, or some is credited as Jonathan M. Woodward. Yes. Plays uh, Tracy Smith. I didn't realize his last name is Smith until uh, uh, looking at the credits. I don't think they say it. Yeah. It's it's probably more established in other canon. So some other things you might know him from. Uh, he was in uh, the Emma Thompson production of Wit. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That Dr. was a good Jason movie. Jason Posner. That was good. Another uh, notable film role in The Notorious Betty Page. Played a character called Marvin, which I remember seeing him. It's like, oh, it's that guy from, wait for it. Buffy, mm-hmm. where uh, he played uh, Holden Webster uh, in a very memorable episode where he also is in there as somebody that the main character knows who dies in the same episode. Spoiler, if you haven't watched the Firefly episode, in which case you're a mad person listening to this first is weird. I think it's more spoilers if you haven't seen Buffy. <laughs> eh. <laughs> well, okay. It's spoilers for both. Okay. <laughs> retroactive spoilers so that was season seven of buffy conversations mm-hmm. with dead people yep. i loved it episode name drop uh name drop name drop which uh seasons of buffy obviously came after this because mm-hmm. that's why all those firefly actors end yep. up on season seven of buffy firefly got canceled joss wanted to give them jobs they mm-hmm. played a character or a yep. season on buffy or angel uh so this came before buffy What's weird is how much older he looks on Buffy. And that's because he's a vampire. Like, Mm -hmm. they just give him the bumpy makeup that makes his his skin super wrinkly. But, like, in my mind watching this, I was like, oh, look, he's just a baby. (laughs) And then realizing, like, no, like, two months later, he's he's shooting Buffy. But also, you know, you're in a suit. You look a little older, a little more dignified. Yeah. Um, the The lighting in the graveyard. But there is, of course, another uh, notable uh, credit here. Uh, he was in Angel, and this is a big spoiler if you haven't watched the last season of Angel, uh, as the character Knox, who I want to beat into a bloody pulp every time I see him. What's he do? Um, so again, huge oh! spoilers. Oh, no, you don't have to spoil it. I okay. remember. Yes. Fuck that guy. Fuck yeah. him so hard. Fuck him so hard. Worst character in all of television, maybe. I hate him he's so much. <laughs> we hate him. I, I think like he serves his purpose on the show. I just hate him. Yeah. It's no, one of those things. The where it's ultimate like, villain. It's like, I can't even like look at your performance rationally because I just want you to die. A lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. Awesome. Well, I'm going to have trouble with the rest of this episode because I'm just going to picture Nox and fuck that dude. Yeah. So we get a flashback to the war where Mal and Zoe know Tracy from. We are mid-battle, and this kid decides that now is the right time to open up a can of beans. And that's not a euphemism. (laughs) I would hope not. (laughs) Well, it just sounds like open up a can of whoop-ass. Also, I hate beans, so this is gross. Also, beans aren't that threatening. (laughs) Unless you have, like, a bean intolerance. I'm opening up a can of beans. It is for me. I don't like beans. Well, you're not liking and finding them threatening. <laughs> I mean, if you put them near me, I'm running away. I think you're bean phobic. So he's, I am bean phobic, proudly. Not proudly, just wow. straightforward. Wow. It's 2018, Kristen. They're Sorry gr- if you're listening to this later. It's the texture, they're awful. Wow. <laughs> I thought I knew you. <laughs> wow. So he's eating these beans as an alliance soldier sneaks up on his dumb ass. Because you're dumb. <laughs> you're dumb for your stupidity. And Zoe slits the dude's throat. The Alliance soldier. Not, not Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a very short episode. Yeah, he, where's that guy I killed five years ago? Why does he show up? That's how he died. That's why he's in the box. No. She kills that Alliance soldier and saves Tracy's life. And we get a great editing joke. She says, first rule of battle. Joke. Don't ever let them know where you are. Mal comes in, guns a-blazing, I'm right here, come and get me. It's not even that he's, like, being super loud and obnoxious. He's, he's literally, literally saying. Pointing out where he is. I am right here. I am right here. Uh, and then it's, I, there's, like, a homing grenade thing, and Mal saves Tracy from the homing grenade. I'm never exactly sure what the seeker is, if it's, like, a little robot or just a grenade. Oh, it looks to me like it's a homing grenade, like it, okay. where it doesn't rely on your sense of aim or gravity, but will come and find you and then blow up. It's a perfect grenade for me. I have terrible aim. <laughs> I don't know why I need a grenade. But <laughs> just, hey, what are you doing, Kristen? My neighbors are really annoying. No, I'm kidding. 
Whoa. <laughs> that was Grover, both of us. Gonna <laughs> be so loud. They're my neighbors. Uh, there's this great moment at the end of the scene where Buck goes to help them carry the crate because they've got to get it to the ship. Oh, yeah. And Zoe Stossner's like, no, we've got it. Like, they know that this is their burden to bear. I really, that was a really just like heavy, touching moment, I felt. So Tracy left them a voice recording and says, if something should happen to me, I want Zoe and Mal to make sure my body gets home. And it's really mm-hmm. touching, this moment, yeah. listening to him. Um, he says, you carried me through the war. Now I need you to carry me just a little bit further. If oh. you can. Oh, my God. That, that's the part that gets me is the, if you can. The, it's just so sweet. And uh, just like, spoiler alert, a thing in the movie where they, first this is like very sweet and touching, and then it becomes kind of like, Funny because of the reveal that's about to happen, and then it becomes super sad later. This is a very Joss Whedon yeah. arc where he's like, "Let me pull all your heartstrings," and then it's a fake out. But then I'm going to really fuck up your heartstrings yeah. again. And he says, "When you can't run, you crawl. When you can't crawl, well, you know the rest." Oh, again, heartstrings. So three thugs show up at that mail center to bully Mal's friend mm-hmm. and threaten him with jail time. And then threaten to light him on fire. Yeah. They get real intense. Like, I don't know. Like, they could have just threatened to arrest. And that probably would have been fine. I don't think that's within your, like, jurisdiction to do. I don't yeah. think that's typical cop behavior. I would well, hope not. Alliance. Back on the ship, Kaylee is listening to Tracy's message. And over her shoulder, you will see Han Solo frozen in carbonite. Now, apparently, uh, he's appeared in many episodes prior to this one. Mm -hmm. I waited until now to bring it up because this is the first one where I could actually see him. Yeah. Uh, So it's one of those scenes like, yeah, you tell me he's there. I don't don't think he does. Apparently, it was brought on set because Nathan Fillion is a really big Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. And the props team would just move it about the set and try to get it on camera. I've heard that it's in every single episode. Ooh, like the pineapple on Psych. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. They have a hidden pineapple in every episode of the show. Oh. Psych. Is that why pineapples are like so big right now? They're on everything. It can't be. You highly overestimate the popularity. I just of don't the... understand why there's pineapples on everything. It's the new like put a bird on it. There's pineapples on everything. Maybe it's that pineapple pen guy. What? You haven't seen that? It's a big YouTube clip of no. pen, pineapple, pineapple pen. That's okay. pretty much all it is. Great. That's what YouTube's for. Yeah. Uh, I cannot find a list of where it is in every single episode, mm-hmm. uh, but in at least Serenity, Janestown, The Message, Heart of Gold, and Objects in Space. Uh, if y'all can find screen caps of it in more episodes, awesome. It's a great Easter egg to go looking for. Yeah. Book is saying a prayer over Tracy's body. Mm-hmm. And Jane, for once, is not cynical. Like, this mm. is an interesting episode yeah. for him. Um, and he, like, books like, oh, I must be bothering you during your workout. And Jane's just like, no, that's good. God should be looking over the dead. Like, mm. wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he says the sight of a dead body makes him want to embrace life more. So it always gets him wanting to work out mm-hmm. and maybe get a little frisky, which is, like, a totally normal thing that happens to people yeah. when they are encountering death and this does this episode does humanize jane a lot because there's even the bit where we i mean we talk about his mom yeah when he gets the hat yeah it's it's a great jane episode even though he's not like part of the a storyline he's just being kind of cool in the background speaking of things happening in the background river lies on top of the coffin that's weird yeah it's another way to handle death i guess there's a lucky stiff joke in there, and I, I just can't find it. <laughs> It'd be interesting if she had a line here that, like, psychic powers told her that he was not dead. Mm. Uh, but no, that's it's just a, just just a weird thing she's doing. Yeah. Well, maybe you could interpret it of like it's very comfortable, and that like, oh, he's asleep, and you're you're comfortable when you're oh, asleep. Oh, sure, yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. Meanwhile, Mal and Zoe are sharing booze and Tracy stories. But the feds fire a shot over the bow as a warning. They want that crate. In order to find out why, they are going to do an autopsy. I love that after like the whole uh, bow thing and they tell uh, Wash to 
stall that he mentions shadow puppets. Because if you listen to the commentaries of Firefly at all, he has, for whatever reason, his backstory for Wash was initially that he flew like one mission at the start of the war and got immediately captured. Okay. And what he did was in like whatever Alliance prison, he entertained the prisoners and the guards with shadow puppets. And um, they later kind of established that he wasn't in the war and he was always bummed about that. And he was always like, oh, but I wanted to talk about my shadow puppets. So he finally was able to get it into this one, which was the last episode they actually filmed. Oh. Yeah. So the first incision, Tracy wakes up. That'd be such a... Yeah, there's. I kind of almost feel like their reaction is not strong enough. Yeah. You really thought he was dead. I probably would like let loose a blood curling scream and then run from the room. The only person who has a reasonable reaction is later Wash. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that guy. <laughs> but yes. I wish I could remember how I felt when I first saw this. I yeah. don't think I saw this coming. I think oh, yeah, I thought that he that they were like someone had sewn something into his corpse yeah. and they were going to open him up and like find a bunch of diamonds yeah. or some terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a bomb. They've got to defuse it. I don't know. Yeah. I, so yeah, I didn't, definitely did not expect him to wake up. Upon medical examination, it seems he's having a heart attack, but nope. He's actually like just got some stolen parts in him. What's really cute about this is that like, so we're listening to his heart and as Kaylee comes around the, the corner, it speeds up because he's clearly just like instantly into her. Mm. It's really cute. I mean, who wouldn't be? I, a, a dead, I was going to say a dead person. <laughs> so clearly even dead people love kaylee he is smuggling human organs inside his body but like manufactured human organs and then he's gonna get them to an alliance clinic well they'll remove the lab-grown organs and then put tracy's back Mm -hmm. doesn't this seem like why just smuggle the organ like if you can get wash's organs to the alliance clinic no, they establish that uh, they they say that uh, it needs it needs a live transport. I, I don't understand quite why. Like, but they the, establish that, yeah. But Tracy's organs don't need a live transport because they're natural organs, and they 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 can transport. It just seems like a weird step to be like, we're going to get out your organs, put in or- other organs, move you, then take out the organs and put your organs back. It just feels like weird. Well, it definitely, it's weird. Yeah, sure. but I, I understand the logic of it. I, I don't, I don't think it's uh, faulty. But he switched uh, and decided to sell the organs to a higher bidder mm-hmm. than the um, person that he had agreed to sell them to. The first buyer killed his second buyer, and he faked his death to escape retaliation. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I feel like the important thing to establish here that like none of the crew says as he's telling this mm-hmm. story is that like this breaks. Mal's business code of ethics. Oh yeah, they don't. He had that. an agreement with his first buyer. Yeah. He broke that agreement because he wanted more money and fucked up things for everyone. He got his second buyer killed because he broke a gentleman's agreement mm-hmm. or an actual legit business agreement. And I just kind of feel like that's important later yeah. that it's like you started this whole mess because you were kind of a dick. Well, and I, I think that uh, that's shown like several times, like that's his fatal flaw is that he won't leave well enough alone, mm-hmm. that he won't just like be president in the battle. He has to go get some fucking beans. He won't, you know, let the organ deal go through. He has to find a better deal and then screw that up. He won't let Mal and everyone take care of the problem with the alliance guys. He's got to hold people hostage because he freaks out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave well enough alone he's always got to try for one step more which is always one step over the line yeah tracy and kaylee uh just kind of instantly get along unlike simon he says all the right things um which i think i really like that contrast in this episode that like simon says all the wrong things but his heart is really pure tracy says all the right things but he's kind of a shitbird I don't think I dislike Tracy as much as you do. I don't dislike him, but I do believe that his problems are due to his own failings. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not a victim here. No. He goes to shoot Wash. Yeah. 
semi-spoilers, he takes Kaylee hostage. And like all of that is due to his own bad choices. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's an interesting distinction Mm -hmm. um, between a lot of like the other episodes where someone is a victim of misfortune or somebody else has it in for them um, versus like, we like you. You're not Mm -hmm. a bad guy. But you did really fuck up and yeah. do some shit that is not cool. Mm-hmm. So they say they're going to park on a nearby planet for the exchange. This is a lie they tell the Alliance thugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wash instead tries to outfly them in a ravine. This is great. Where the, the feds are just like, we're just going to fly over the ravine yeah. because it's a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> don't need to follow you we there. Don't, we don't need to go in there. We'll yeah. just wait for you to come out the other side. Yeah. I think I, I just want to mention that when they're coming into the planet and yeah, the once around the planet, the effects are okay. But for some reason, like I think one of the best shots effects wise is them going into the planet on this one. I just feel like it really pops a lot more than most of the planets do. They do. I just, I'm continually amazed by like for the era, how mm-hmm. good the graphics are. Yeah. Cause, uh, uh, I've been rewatching the Star Trek's and some of those, Oh boy, do they not <laughs> age well when they, which, when they, uh, uh, which series, uh, all of them, uh, I'm up, uh, I'm I'm all up in Voyager right now, and that's one of the ones where they really got into using computers. Ah, uh, uh, and they were not ready, <laughs> and it shows badly. <laughs> they need to use as many models as they can. So they're stuck, don't know uh, how to get rid of these feds. And Tracy overhears Book say that they should just give themselves up, mm-hmm. and so he pulls the gun to stop them. Here's where Mail points out, you put us in danger when you mailed your body to us. Like, this is a situation of your making. They're still trying to help them, but he's, like, not taking any responsibility. He straight up is asking them for help and not even really asking. He just put them in a situation where they are obliged to help. Mm -hmm. And he's not showing any gratitude. He's not showing any remorse for his mm-hmm. stupidity that's put them in there. And that's kind of what bothers me about him. Yeah. Like, I understand people are flawed and people make mistakes. But until the very end, he does not own up to it. And I need him to be like, I am so sorry I put you in this mess. He, he apologizes once you get shot. That's why I say at the end, yeah, sure. It's really easy to do when you're dying. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> so Tracy shoots at Wash. Zoe's shoots tracy and that's a great moment i feel like because like you do not fuck with zoe's husband like of course of course she didn't hesitate and he's like you shot me and she's like you're damn right i did like you shot at my husband bitch Mm -hmm. i also love the line uh where he's yelling at book i swear to your god that's good Yeah, yeah i like that so then he grabs kaylee oh kaylee why did you have to come out and uses her as a human shield and he tells them, I picked you and Zoe because you are saps. You're all into glory and honor. I feel like this is a lie he's telling himself. This is is to make him feel not as bad about what he knows is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, by saying like, oh, I just did this because you're saps and, I, and I'm smarter. I don't think he really thinks that. That's the read I get from it. That he's like trying, trying to play the role mm-hmm. that he has to take on because he's, you know felt backed into a corner and is now like holding somebody hostage um, because he's too dumb to not uh, that he's, he's trying to play it as this is what I think. Cause it's, it would be more comfortable if I really did. But I, I think deep down he, he wishes he was like Mal and Zoe. You know, there's a really interesting and sad and terrible metaphor going on here about soldiers that have trouble reintegrating into society after they come back home, after they've seen battle. And I started looking into statistics and it got way too depressing and I had to stop. But there is, sadly, there is the problem of soldiers that their skills that they learned Mm -hmm. in the military maybe don't transfer to civilian life. You're an amazing sharpshooter and amazing in battle Mm -hmm. um, and you fought with glory and you defended your brothers, but that doesn't super help you in an office job mm-hmm. in today's society. It's just the same skills don't maybe transfer. So you're unable to find unemployment. And what does use those skills? Sometimes crime. Yeah. So it's it's really sad that 
that happens. And that's what's going on here that like, he's saying that like all that glory and honor and like, there was nothing for me. This is all there was for me when I got home. And Zoe and Mel were fortunate that they did find something mm-hmm. that uses their skills perfectly. Yeah. But this is the opposite of the, the other side of that coin that like he couldn't and all he could find was shady, shady dealings. And yeah, I think you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. I think he very much wishes he was still in necessarily in the war, yeah. but that he was maybe still in the military or that the independence won and just still in a position where he could use his talents and Mm -hmm. still be with his brothers. I'm using air quotes because Zoe, I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to gender eyes that thing Um, together as opposed to Mm -hmm. him being forced to be doing these shitty things that he doesn't want to do. And I I think uh, to, to piggyback off of that, that it's also very specifically, he was on the losing side. Yeah. And like his cause, he can't even like take any solace and like, well, at least we, we won and they mm-hmm. lost. And I get the impression he wasn't even a very good soldier. He's like, I wasn't good and we lost. I probably feel guilty that I didn't help more. I, whatever I have learned, I can't use. I was already probably a fuck up before I even got into the military. And I think that the one of the most uh, poignant lines in the episode is the "What are we now?" Now, yeah, I think that's that that's his all because he's like, I don't have any place. Exactly. Yeah. Wash calls the feds, and Mal shoots Tracy. Uh, the, the shot from Zoe was not a mortal wound. Yeah. This one sadly is, but it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feds board, and uh, they book stops them from taking Tracy. He says, you know, you're right in your backup, but you didn't call for it. Uh, you're crooked. You're outgunned. So you can't arrest us. You can't kill us. And so that means bye. Yeah. They uh, get off the ship. They they were pretty dumb. They should have used the fact that they had an awesome fighter uh, spaceship a little bit more aggressively there. Yeah. I think. Well, I think um, the really tragic thing about this is it, this was clearly always the, plan for when they called the feds that they're like Mm -hmm. we they were never going to give up tracy yeah they were just going to point out to the fed the quote-unquote feds the fake feds that like you're fucked and should leave us alone Mm -hmm. uh and since that's the case what's really sad is tracy never had to grab kaylee never had to shoot at wash and no one ever had to get hurt but Mm -hmm. because he jumped to conclusions he jumped to violence and didn't ask questions he's always got to be extra (laughs) you are so extra um that would be the very 2018 redone it um i do want to mention the both badass and very sad line um after mal shoots uh tracy the uh kill yourself i just carried the bullet a while yeah 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 and of course being a callback both badass and sad in the battle scene we, the two great quotes from that that we skipped over was mm-hmm. the like um everyone dies uh, uh, uh the everyone's got a bullet with their name on it the trick is to die before a of old age before it finds you right yeah and then the other one is the finish to the big quote Ugh. when you can't run you crawl and when you can't crawl when you can't do that do you find someone to carry you uh, so they promise that they'll still get Tracy home. Mm-hmm. And he has that really sad line again that goes with the big metaphor. <sighs> uh, I never could get myself together after the war. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see his his funeral with his family. Really beautifully shot. As far as the continuing story, although not continuing that much further, the uh, really important thing to note is the, the S- Simon and Kaylee ho- holding hands. Yeah. This very sweet little moment. What did you think about this one? I really loved it when I first saw it, and I thought it was uh, super touching. I think I, I, I think I cried the first time I saw it. Rewatching it, I, I didn't feel as invested. But talking about it now, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I like it more. It's very weird. So I think maybe I just have to be in the right mood for it, because um, it is such like a sad episode for the most part, because um, the 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 tragic hubris of the the Tracy character. If for no other reason, I think it's a great way to showcase that Firefly uh, could, and of course could have done more uh, really kind of serious episodes. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't feel out of place in the Firefly universe. Yeah. This is way less action mm-hmm. sci-fi and way more drama. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I a hundred percent cried at this. Mm-hmm. Um, both, I'm sure the first time, but definitely this week, I definitely was bawling at the end of this. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm a sucker for a metaphor, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I thought this is a really poignant story and just a really multi-dimensional one. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, like all my problems with Tracy is not to say like that I dislike him as a mm-hmm. character. It's just pointing out that like. He fucked up and people mm-hmm. fuck up. And I, yeah. I just like the fact that he is very flawed and mm-hmm. there's an arc to him in this episode. And it's, you know, I, I like seeing Mal and Zoe's flashbacks to the mm-hmm. war. It's interesting to see how it affects people differently. Like the really touching moment of them carrying his casket um, or the crate that's holding his casket, yeah. but whatever. Really reminds me of, have you seen the movie Taking Chance? think so it's a very good movie about um bringing a soldier's body was home. that the one with brian cranston 2009 with kevin bacon um it's really really good i highly recommend it hmm. um and very very touching about just that the weight of that and that aspect of and responsibility i should say of uh being a soldier and being a society that has soldiers and our duty to them after hmm. they pass Uh, I think it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor. Oh, no. I need to get from here to the next town over. What can I do? My horses have no shoes. My car's wheels are all flat. And I hate walking so far. Now, now, don't fret. Who are you? Doesn't matter, Dan. If you are tired of shoeing horses, fixing flats, or using your legs, try Metal Max's used hover autos. How did you know my name? Hey, you want all the biggest names in hovering automobiles at low, low prices, right? Sure, I guess. Well, then but... why don't you let me tell you about Metal Max's financing options? But, but how did you get in here? Listen, we could spend all day talking about who knows whose name and who slit whose screen door with a razor blade, or I can tell you how to lease or buy a new hover sedan. Razor blade? Yes, you are really making this hard. What? I already have to slash your tires and to shoe your horses. Oh, God. Metal Maxes. You want to buy a hover car? <laughs> Metal Maxes hover car. Yes or no? It's a simple question. Yes, yes, just please stop. Great. And you can be like Dan by coming down to Metal Maxes used hover autos. Who are you talking to? Why is this still happening? No more questions. Just tell everyone where to go for the best deals on the best hover cars. <laughs> Metal Maxes? Hello? Where'd she go? Is it safe? Is it safe? It's time to ship out from the message and voyage into Heart of Gold. We open on a house covered with space blankets. It's a a baked potato house. Have you seen uh, Better Call Saul? Yeah. Okay. The brother that covers his house in space blankets. Yep. He lives there. Also some prostitutes. Uh, Some men are approaching on... (laughs) That's a crossover. (laughs) Some men are approaching on horses and a hover car, which Mm -hmm. sends everyone into a flurry. This is a house of ill repute. It's a man named Rance who is not welcome there. He has impregnated a prostitute, Petaline, and he wants that baby. And he's, he's trying to take a genetic sample to see that he is the father. <gasps> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Uh, Maury, I thank know, you? but do they chant his name the way they do Jerry? We're no, in Chicago. But, we listen, we watch Jerry here. But Maury is, is the you are the father I know, guy. That's, I know. That's being disrespectful. That's like saying uh, Elvis Presley's blue suede shoes. It's not his song. He's doing a cover of it. Mm-hmm. So who's going to help out all these prostitutes? Smash cut to... Editing joke. Mal. Uh, he's cleaning his guns that on the kitchen very table. Cheers. Mal. <laughs> Welcome to the... What's the word for the... Bar? Uh, no, I was thinking of... Not harem. Not Borgello. Cat house? One of those. Brothel? Sure. Brothel. 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 Thank you. That was the land of the joke. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> so there's a distress call, but it's for Adara. 
Oh. BT dubs. Han Solo is in the kitchen. The carbonite being. <laughs> He's just chilling out in the corner. Like, are you playing Star Wars Clue? <laughs> the distress call is from Nandy, the head of the brothel, but a former companion. She was shunned by the guild. Mel agrees to help the gals out and declines payment. I have to say, for whatever reason, I found a line that I don't even remember at all in previous viewings being the funniest line in the world to me this time through. And this is Mal just saying, this distress wouldn't happen to be taking place in someone's pants, would it? <laughs> and I like don't even remember that line before, but every time, like, copying my notes from, like, longhand into type, I, I couldn't stop laughing just looking at that line again. And I can I, imagine Jane describing himself as having distress in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> distress would never be taking place in someone's pants, would it? Uh, yeah, I just, I, I love that line this time. So Anara has this thing where she says, well, no, I insist that you'll be paid. I think it's important that we keep things between us strictly professional. Mm-hmm. It's only weird because like their romance and romance should be in air quotes has not exactly like amped up. It's not like there's a precipitating yeah. event, but like I need to be super sure that this is professional right now mm-hmm. because in the last, the like last big interaction and they show this in the previously on, yeah. It was her saying that, like, we need to go to a decent planet so mm-hmm. that I can get a decent client. Yeah. That sounds like a business interaction to me. Mm. Yeah. So th- this, this was a little weird. And it feels like we just needed this in here so that later on when they start making goo-goo eyes on each other, it's not coming out of nowhere. Yeah, it feels like more of a place they should have found, not necessarily like almost kiss moment, but like a, a weird, like, when they're joking around with the guns, maybe mm-hmm. moment where like their hands touch and they just like feel like a little spark. And then you could kind of justify it more. Yeah. Or did that thing where they're like sliding past each other mm-hmm. and then like they stop and they're like facing uh, each other and they're close. And it's like, uh, we got to do this. <laughs> Basically. Either way, just admit you have feelings for each other and bang yeah. it out. Really? Like, Everybody on this ship needs to bang it out. Just, except for Jane. You keep it in your pants. Well, maybe actually. Jane and Book. That's that's my ship. Okay. Okay. Better workout buddies. I think Book can do better. Yeah, but he he could be such a like uh, a fun daddy. <laughs> okay. So on the planet, uh, Jane got all dressed out. Oh, uh, the other great line. They're whores. I'm in. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. the, like, I'm not going to do it. It's for charity work. Oh, wait. They're prostitutes. Totally in for it. <laughs> uh, and he got all dressed up. It is so weird to see him in a collared shirt. Yeah. And again, my theory that Jane is like a 12-year-old boy. He's like, mm, I'm going to go see some some pretty girl. I'm going to wear my collar shirt. And he's kind of adorable here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's interesting that like you want to be like, oh, Jane's a pig. But like, this is these ladies' jobs. This is mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. They're not ashamed of it. They're treated well. This is not like they're being sold into sex slavery. Yeah. And... He's good to them. Yeah. He's respectful of them. Mm-hmm. He enjoys them. He's so excited to he's, meet them. He's just so happy to be there. It's not like he's, he's like, in Disney yeah, World. now I'm going to like. Uh, he's not being like, gross about yeah, it. He's, like, he's not gross at all. He's like, he's like, oh, my God, I don't yeah. even know where to start. I'm so excited. Yeah. And they're excited, too. Like, mm-hmm. they're not looking at him like, ew, gross. Yeah. They're like, yeah, come yeah. have fun with us. And they're having fun. They're clearly enjoying mm-hmm. their time with him. This is actually kind of a great part of this episode that there's no shame here Mm -hmm. on either like we're not throwing shade on these working girls Mm -hmm. of all these poor girls nope they chose this life we're not throwing shade on the johns of like Mm -hmm. ugh, jane's gross like nope this is a working relationship and they're both having fun yeah and even later when they they have a couple lines about mentioning the boys and like when uh nandy and mal are kind of hitting it off and she's like oh i didn't you do want one of my boys and it's not like a like Oh, do you want one of my boys? There's like no, no and like, he's not even shaming. insulted. Like, oh yeah. no, he's just like, yeah. oh, oh no, I oh, like women. Yeah, like oh no, mm-hmm. just misunderstand. No, this is great. It's a yeah. very nice non-shamey, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like they had to do this because there are way too many times where Mal called Anara a whore. Mm-hmm. In like a disparaging way, yeah. that it's like, let's just be clear that the show is not like, putting down yeah. ladies of the night. Mm-hmm. That it's. That's Mal uh, doing a, a very poor job of expressing his true feelings by this weird displacement 
of his anger at not being able to express his actual feelings is showing as hating uh, her job as a prostitute, which he clearly, judging by his interactions with everyone in this house, is not. Also a teensy bit jealous because he wants to be the one sleeping with her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I love the girls that approach Book and he's immediately just like, not interested. <laughs> and they're like, actually, we would like to pray. Yeah. Like, I'm just, again, it's just a really mm-hmm. another nice facet of this house that, like, yeah. this is not a bad place when Rance isn't attacking it. Mm. And this is one of my favorite interactions in all of Firefly where Kaylee tells Wash, mm. Wash, tell me I'm pretty. Were I unwed, I would take you in a manly faction. Because I'm pretty? Because you're pretty. <laughs> I just love it. It's yep. so cute. Like, you, they have this cute little friendship. Mm-hmm. And this is so honest. It's just yeah. like, sometimes I just, like, I, yeah. I just need you, someone to tell me I'm pretty. Just mm-hmm. say it. Just say the words. Thank you. Yeah. I just needed that. And she is very pretty. Mm-hmm. Tandy says that this planet is poor because Rance takes all the money for himself. And Malin and Nara go to the theater that night to meet Rance. It's crazy. I I completely forgot this part happens in this episode. I really did not remember this. I'm no. Like, well, uh-huh, they go to a theater. And it lasts like all of two seconds. It's I weird. Like, oh, I guess I, this is why I forget. Yeah. it's It really, you could take this out. Mm-hmm. Is in, That's the thing. I mean, like, I don't hate this scene. No. And I like the concept of like, I want to get a sense of the man. Yeah. And establish him a little bit more, what, who he is, and how be- he interacts. Because of this conversation about his gun, Mal is able to deduce that, like, oh, this is a man that has no morals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, no morals, all the money, bad combination. Yeah. But honestly, if you took it out, the episode would be If, if the episode had run long, this would be the scene I would cut. Yeah. yeah. It, it almost feels like you had nothing for those two minutes. You just had nothing. <laughs> it was just the only reason you left it in. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's fine. It's a fun scene and it's interesting. All the subtext mm-hmm. and the like, yes, my gun is very, very expensive. Yeah. Oh my gun. Uh, I do not like the gun design. Uh, Cause to me, it looks like a talk boy. The future uh, design in this episode is goofy as fuck. The yeah. hover car <laughs> is Oh my! It, it what's the, lo, the like the original Lost in Space? It's very oh, it's it's yeah, it's totally like a a, a robot from from Lost in Space, yeah, like, or or Robbie the robot type, yeah, it's, yeah, it's goofy. So this conversation makes Mal want to run mm-hmm. um, and bring the ladies too. He's not saying like we're out of here. He's like yeah. we're all out of here. Getting mm-hmm. Serenity, we're leaving. Tandy, Tandy, that's the right name. And Tandy tells him, "I won't run, and I won't let any man take what's mine." Hey. Who else would have a very similar philosophy? Mal. No wonder they're kindred spirits. Like you can instantly see he's like, I can totally understand Mm -hmm. how you feel. And I feel the same way. And I feel like we get each other Mm -hmm. on a very real level. And they get each other on a very real level. (laughs) Uh, So they start talking about planning and fortifications and River says it's starting. Uh, but she means the labor. That pregnant Uh-oh. prostitute also goes into labor. So there's all this drama happening. And this is great. Everyone's got a job right now. Zoe's working on defense. Mm-hmm. Kaylee is fixing the well. Book is boarding up windows. Because he follows a carpenter. Oh, that Love that line. Reference. Simon's delivering a baby. Jane is teaching the girls how to shoot. Wash is providing air support. If only River would suddenly discover her fighting skills, yeah. everyone would be and doing something. <laughs> but I just love this. This is, you know, there's a lot of times when we were watching Buffy where we'd be like, mm-hmm. the fact that we have one person who's doing magic and tech, and then we have the superfluous witch, and like, why didn't this become the tech person? And no. Xander's not doing anything, and why didn't Dawn look into being a doctor? Because we need a medical mm-hmm. person. This is the just a great moment where everyone's got a specialty yeah. right now. Everyone's got something to do. Mm-hmm. Those are like the m- most satisfying, uh, like heist movies when it's yeah. like, Oh, everyone's got a, a part. They need to play in this intricate little heist. And, uh, that, it's just so satisfying. And it's a weird thing because it's so simple on a level of just, I'm just seeing somebody be good at something. But if there's a bunch of little, somebody's it's being good at something satisfying. together. There's, oh, there's just a very, very satisfying. It's almost like it 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 reinvigorates your belief in society and well, humanity. That's just, it, there is something about that you're like teamwork, yeah. yes, and like as they're mm-hmm. building up, you're like feeling built mm-hmm. up, and yeah. let's go. We are ready for this. 
Zoe uses this moment to bring up having a baby uh, with Wash, mm-hmm. which happens in the comics. So at the end of Serenity, spoilers, the movie, when Wash dies, Zoe is already pregnant. So in the comics, she gives sense. birth. Yeah. And I, I completely forgot about this conversation. I just imagined a really dumb, like, oh, and there's that post-credit scene where Zoe gives birth. <laughs> I would feel real weird. Yeah. I forgot. I didn't even know. I forgot about this scene when I read the comics, and now it's like, oh, they're mm. matching up. So Nandy asks Mel, like, why have you not visited any of my girls? They talk for a while about Inara. Nandy mm-hmm. says that no one knows why she left the guild house. Oh, mystery. Mm-hmm. They get to drinking and telling stories, and then it becomes kissing and sweaty, sexy times. Ooh, you know who wouldn't like this? Me, Johnny, no orgasms. I'm back. <laughs> no, not no oh, orgasms, get out of Johnny. Here. Nobody ah, wants you. Oh, well, I don't want your orgasms. <laughs> oh, well, that guy's out of here. He's the worst. <laughs> Uh, this is a little superfluous. It goes on a little long. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's fine. I feel like they fine. needed to establish... Mm-hmm. First off, that they needed to establish that Mal and Tandy had this really great like instant connection yeah. on more than a physical level mm-hmm. so that this felt very romantic and yeah. not like gross. Yeah. Um, so that we weren't... We didn't feel at all that Mal was betraying mm-hmm. Inara. Yeah. And I also felt like this needed to be a really important moment so that later when Nandy die, Tandy dies, Nandy? Nandy, Tandy. Tandy. <laughs> when, the Tandy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when uh, she dies, it, it's very, very tragic. But yeah, it goes on a little long. Who is our Buffy guy we always mixed up? <laughs> Gramped? Gramped. Yeah. Gramped. That's the return of Graham. Yeah. Tandy. Which one was accurate? Graham. We were calling him Grant. Yeah. Gramped. Gramped. Okay. Tandy. <laughs> Tandy, Nandy. I don't know what the fuck her name is. So one of the prostitutes tells Rance about Mal's plan to protect the whorehouse. And he makes a big speech to the men of this planet that a woman's... I can't... I hate this. He talks about, like, this whore knows a woman's place. And then he makes her blow him in front of all these men. This dude is fucked up. Yeah. That is fucked up. Not that you're, like, telling a prostitute, like, get on your knees. First off, disrespectful, shitty whatever Mm -hmm. but like in front of all your men yeah in like like the town square like Like, and this is a woman's place get so fucked and not in the happy way in the bad way fuck you in the bad way uh what wouldn't it i mean it would have been terrible structure wise but it would have been just great moment if just like you just heard crunch (laughs) oh yes please (laughs) i would like that gal better because i really don't like this traitor oof the next morning, Anara runs into Mal leaving Nandy's room. Mm. Ouch. She plays it off, but like almost immediately later, we see her sobbing. Uh, and this actress does a really good job with this. I. No? You don't like it? I don't like that she's sobbing. In I feel way- like we don't often see Anara with her wall down. Like almost mm-hmm. never. First off, yeah. we almost never see her alone. And so when she's around anybody whether it's kaylee mal a client mm-hmm. whatever i feel that she's always has a facade up yeah and I, so this is facade down to me it, it it feels like like i don't mind her crying necessarily but like sobbing just feels like i don't see her going there for what's basically like an unrequited crush mm-hmm. on both levels like they obviously have feelings for each other but I, I don't know. There's something about it that just always rubbed me as as kind of the wrong, the wrong choice. Like I would have probably had her cry, but not be sobbing. That just always felt wrong to me. I definitely feel like it's it's harder one because it's a friend of Anara's, mm. and two because it is a professional. It's you know he's always talked poorly about her job mm-hmm. up until this point. And this is kind of proof that it's not her job standing in between them. Or, and if I'm if I'm thinking of it from a very personal space, I'd feel like, oh, so it's me. 
See, I've always read that she absolutely doesn't believe that he really has issues with prostitutes. Like I, I've always read their interactions as like, he's going to say the shitty thing because he knows it bugs me. I know he doesn't believe it. I know he's just fucking with me because he's got his own issues and I've got my own issues that we can't be together because I've got the secret that I'm dying. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I understand, I understand it, but I, it's not the choice I would have made. I gotcha. Yeah. You'd gone a little quieter, a little more subtle. Yeah. Like I, like maybe just like her in the room, just like kind of like a deep breath and like you see her like start to cry a little bit, but not like, again, just it, the sobbing yeah. is what gets me. I gotcha. So we've got 30 incoming assholes. Plus more have infiltrated Serenity and are shooting at Kaylee and Wash, which are my oh. two favorite characters. So fuck these people <laughs> up. Uh, and this whole battle is great. This is done super well. Um, they've got booby traps that clothesline the horse riders. Jane is up in his like crow's nest mm-hmm. and he takes out the machine gun with one shot. Just like Jane hurdle one. Oh, uh, I love the hurdles talks. Yeah. It's, like, okay, so another like, hurdle. And like, mm, it, that's very motivating yeah. being like, mm-hmm. all this shit is happening, but we're going to focus on the hurdle right in front of yeah. us. First hurdle machine gun. Second hurdle. What was the thing? Uh, so it's the machine gun. Then is it the laser? Yes. Yeah. 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 The fire, the fire, putting out the fire, right? There the fire. Yeah. Uh, so Kaylee and Wash trap the guys in a hallway, which is really great that like neither of them are fighters. And I don't even know if they have guns, but they're yeah. just like, we're just going to trap you in this hallway. Um, but now they're Wash is trapped. A baby boy is born just in time for Rans to take him. Oh, what would he have done if the baby wasn't born yet? Can you imagine? I'd rather not. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, Nandy and Anara try to stop him, but he shoots Nandy, uh. which is bad news for you, buddy, because now you've really pissed off Mal. Yeah. He he might have let, let him get away. He might have. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great moment because there's no dialogue here mm-hmm. between Mal and Anara. Yeah. There's just these looks. And I yeah. want to break down these looks because this is awesomely done Mm -hmm. they are just looking back and forth at each other but it is so clear what they are saying so this goes anara i'm so sad mal i am also really sad anara fuck rance mal i'm gonna fuck up rance anara go fuck up rance (laughs) mal here i go to fuck up rance anara oh shit i hope i'm getting self-killed that is everything that just happened. That was actually from the script, right? Yeah, that's exactly just what said, happened. In looks with quotes. <laughs> I just love watching their looks go from like sad to like just the mm-hmm. most pure. And seeing that pure anger in Inara was a mm-hmm. little jarring. Like, yeah. oh, I have not seen that before. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's another one of those things. I'm just like so bummed that we're coming to the end of the series of like, fuck, we don't get another Inara episode. <sighs> yeah, so many things that were brought up and just we weren't given the opportunity to Mm -hmm. explore them further things that like felt like oh that didn't really get a full birth life death like yes because we would have fleshed it out in season two or just the end of uh, well i don't with five like this was intended to be a first season or the first half of a season i don't know i was gonna ask you that because this is not even a full season. That's the thing is you're like, yeah. it only got one season. Not even, guys. Not I got even. Most of a season. Ugh. <laughs> so Mal chases Rance's hovercraft on a horse. And I love that. Hovercraft yeah. plus laser gun equals no match for horse <laughs> plus fists. Well, the battery's low. It's batteries. It's like when you're out of cert out of service on your phone you're like oh shit right when my car broke down in the creepy gas station with With my hover car with my hover car his shit looks so fun and like it's so great how like he's got a hover car but he looks like such a putz and then mal is looking so badass Mm. on this horse just like really right like i'm gonna get you i'm like he looks so much more intimidating than you in your plastic car yeah (laughs) You and your Jetsons vroom vroom. He's so tiny. He's this tiny little car. He's so dumb looking. And I feel like they did that on purpose. Like, yeah. I don't even think that's a budget thing. I think they were like, no, make him look stupid as yeah. fuck. So Rance's team loses. Good. Mm-hmm. Baby's name is Jonah. And, ooh, we got a new uh, mama in the house. Yeah. Jonah, say hi to your daddy. Did you notice she was holding Nandy's favorite gun? 
She yeah. showed us earlier mm-hmm. her favorite gun. Petaline uses Nandy's favorite gun to shoot Rans. Mm-hmm. Say body, Daddy Jonas. Oh. Mm. Mm. Got a new lady in charge yeah. now. And I like, like that. Like she's gonna take care that's of her them. Throne, or yeah. Not throne, her crown. Yes, and I just love that she's gonna like. We don't have to worry about these ladies. Yeah, Petaline's got it. Yeah. Like she just she just put another human yeah. into the world. Yeah. She's got this. She's a queen now. Yeah, but it's also like it, it's also a little sad because it's like so dark. It's like yeah, this is what we got to do. We're we're gonna do it like however we can. We're gonna point blank just execute people because we have to because that's what you you've he stole her fucking baby yeah. fuck that guy are you kidding me you're gonna steal like first off she almost died in childbirth yeah. you're gonna steal a woman's newborn ba- baby she will fuck you up yeah but I and mean, she's a still, badass the fact that she's walking right now but like it's it's still like kind of dark that oh yeah they they had to point blank execute a guy yeah i'm fine with it but it, it did need to come from pedaling oh, if yeah. it had been like yeah. one of the serenity crew that would have been mm-hmm. Uh, yeah a little dark for us we have a funeral for nandy later on the ship mal and anara talk uh i forgot i don't know how i forgot how this conversation ended it's like i went back to being a new firefly watcher i got so hopeful because Mm. mal's just like you know i'm tired of beating around the bush i think you got something i have to say and I, you're, I'm just like, yay, it's happening. Yay. And then they're going to kiss. And I'm like completely, I was like, I don't even, no, this is that's what I want. And, but uh, no, yeah. Anara, it sounds like she says she's going to tell Mal how she feels. And it, it really is, the cinematographer really did shoot this as if they're about to kiss. This oh, is like stereotypical, yeah. they're about to kiss scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, a strong love like Nandy's ties you to a place so you never want to leave. And so I'm leaving. Ugh. Uh, and especially because we don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, and I, I think I had a similar reaction because for whatever reason, um, this episode I didn't see when I first watched through. Mm-hmm. I think I just seen like it, in marathons. And so like I had discovered this like a year or two or maybe even a couple years more after I had initially watched Firefly. And I was like, what? There's a Firefly episode I haven't seen. It's got a bunch of hookers. Yay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this, this scene was like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, it was, it was more surprising. It's not an episode I had memorized the beats up quite as much. Mm-hmm. I definitely always remember this as like the hooker episode. Yeah. And then I don't really often remember how I feel about it. Just like, oh yeah, the one with the hookers. Yeah. That's what I got. They were it's, friends it's, of Anara's. It's weird because there's some good moments. It's not the most memorable though. It's not. And it's, it, it I'm not quite sure why, because yeah. it's, I really like these characters on mm-hmm. this planet. Yeah. And like, mine's Rance. He can go fuck himself. Yeah. And that traitor prostitute, they can all go fuck themselves. But like the, otherwise that like the people in the house, I really mm-hmm. like them. And I like what they bring out in yeah. our characters. I like Zoe and Wash talking about a baby. I like Jane being really nice with the prostitute. Yeah. And like, he straight up likes her. Like it, mm-hmm. it's not just like, the way Rance treats these girls and the action is exciting Mm -hmm. and there's, it's got really touching moments. I don't know why my brain doesn't stick with this one. It's a great episode. Yeah. It's, it's kind of where I think actually my problem might be that I wish we spent more time with this. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why I'm kind of like, Oh, it just feels like it's, it's over a little too soon. I just feel like, Oh, a little disappointment in that. Like, I kind of like the 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 Western world of this planet, mm-hmm. and I we I feel like oh I want some more of that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird feeling, but because like objectively I like pretty much all the elements of this episode a lot. Yeah, but it, I don't think of it as like oh it's one of the great Firefly episodes. Underrated. Now it's time to celebrate some thrilling heroics with this week's big damn hero of the week. <laughs> Uh, I think there's a lot of competition on this one. It is a hard week, yeah. Um, everyone's kind of heroic at some point. So my decision is who was heroic the most times. Okay. That's not your usual. That's usually my go-to. Your yeah. go-to is usually biggest sacrifice to themselves. And because there wasn't a good candidate for that, mm-hmm. I'm going with Zoe because uh, regular timeline of both episodes, she does like some heroic shit. 
And then she's the only one in the flashbacks mm-hmm. in the message that does generally heroic stuff by saving a colleague. Nathan Philly and Mal is just kind of like fucking around shooting a gun sure. for fun. Yeah. So that's that's how I was able to break what otherwise was just very contentious episode set for Hero. I, I came up with the same answer. Yeah. I mean, I th- I'm... I think I've chosen Zoe every time. Uh, I may be biased. But yeah, no, for the same reason that she straight up saves Tracy's life yeah. in the flashback. She saves Wash's life in the message. She's kicking ass in Heart of Gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just yeah. being awesome. What was them that words? What was said? Them's tumble words. <laughs> said the following quote people love a happy ending so every episode i will explain once again that i don't like people and then mal will shoot someone someone we like and their puppy is it the old lady from gremlins <laughs> this is a quote from joss whedon oh that makes more sense. Uh, i think it's just really appropriate in a yeah. week that he was just like we're sad because Tracy's dead. Oh, everyone laugh. He's alive. Just kidding. He's dead. And it's even more tragic this time. Here's a fun alternate love interest for Mal, who's got her own like cool space bordello. Oh, she's dead too. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> oh, look, dies and Anara's leaving. Mal's about, Mal told Anara how he feels. They're going to kiss. Forget that. Anara's leaving. They're both heartbroken. Yeah. No, he just, <laughs> he, he, he has just told us he doesn't like people. So he will kill the people and their puppy. Why is this still happening? (laughs) Why do we watch you and let you break our hearts? (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. You can contact us at sunnydalestacks at gmail.com or at sunnydalestacks on Twitter to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our other podcasts, Hey, do you remember? And the Wayne Manor memoirs. And don't forget to check out our upcoming bonus episodes. We'll be back on Halloween. <laughs> and on Halloween, we will be back when we explore objects in space and our Firefly series roundup. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Sticks. Strong, independent kitten.